Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Hello, everyone. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and I'm glad you're with me today on the Liberty Cafe. This is actually the 46th episode of the Liberty Cafe. We've been doing this for, well, actually more than a year now because I haven't made every week, but I'm glad to have you here today, and I'm glad for those of you who have been with me through this whole 46 episodes that we've now done. I also want to thank Texas Scorecard. They're a great group of people who are sponsoring the Liberty Cafe and who are fighting for liberty in, in Texas and in the United States and really across the world. So I'm glad to be a part of the Texas Scorecard family. Well, today I'd like us to talk about, well, let, let me just kind of spell it out here because that's really what I want to do. I want to talk about DFPS, about LGBTQIA+, and then We'll just use some words at this point. The tyranny of experts in Texas. You may have heard just recently about something that was exposed actually by a, a candidate for governor in Texas, Don Huffines. And his campaign came up with this website that was at the DFPS, right? What, what is a DFPS? Well, it's the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services. And it is run by appointees of Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas. And they found this web page on the DFPS website that basically celebrated and, and called for the empowerment of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, ally, ally whatever that is, and non-heterosexual youth, their peers, and family. That's a quote from the Texas government website. And then it told folks who were coming to this, the LGBTQ youth who were coming to this website, if any of them did, that they should go to other websites if they needed help. Uh, particularly, it could also, the parents and families and friends of these youth could go to these other websites. And the website said, for instance, if you think you are being treated unfairly because of what others think of your gender identity or sexual orientation, such as when applying for a job, school, or apartment, you may want to reach out for legal help. So essentially, the government of the state of Texas, which is, we think of, one of the more conservative states in the country, run by Republicans and has been run by Republicans for almost 20 years now, has this webpage on this website run by something called the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services. You would think maybe they're protecting the family, but it doesn't look like these folks are really interested in protecting the family. And you have to stop and wonder, why would this be happening in a conservative state like Texas? And matter of fact, why would this be happening anywhere? Right? What is wrong with our culture that 
it wants to take the most important aspect of our society, which is the family, and allow it to be destroyed by whether it's people who want to claim that they're a different gender than they are or act the way differently than God had called us to do or, you know, and it goes beyond that. It's not just all these hot button issues. It could be divorce or adultery and those types of things. Why this attack on the family? Well, I'd suggest and I think I want us to talk a little bit about today that it's really about the tyranny of experts and how our culture has gotten to the point where it will believe just about anything the experts tell us. Well, they'll believe what the experts tell them until the experts tell them something else. And that that seems to be the course today that everybody – the experts tell us one thing and everybody jumps on board and the experts tell us another thing and they jump that direction. But nobody seems to question, well, what did they tell us earlier about these things? And, and I ran across this really good article that kind of helps us understand this a little bit. Uh, it's called Why Don't They Believe Us? And it was written by a, a lady, Constantin Keeson. And it's on Tablet, the website, which I gather is a, a moderately left-to-the-left website. And basically, it's the, the article is about trying to help people on the left understand – why folks are having vaccine hesitancy, as it, as it describes in the article. It says here, you're struggling to understand where all this vaccine hesitancy comes from. Let me help you. And let me just read a brief excerpt from, the, from her article. I think it's worth it. So she has gone through all these different things that have experts have told us. You go back to the, you know, the Russia involvement in our elections and a lot of other things. And we'll pick up a lot of that. But she's gone to kind of go all through these things. And now she's trying to apply it to vaccines. So let me read this to you. She writes, it is at this point that vaccines become the main focus of government policy and media commentary. So the same people who told you Brexit would never happen, but it did happen, that Trump would never win, but it did, that, he, that when he did win, it was because of Russian collusion, but because of racism, that you must follow lockdowns while they don't, that masks don't work, that masks do work, that social justice protests during pandemic lockdowns are a form of health intervention, that ransacking African-American communities in the name of fighting racism is a mostly peaceful form of protest – that poor and underserved children locked out of shuttered schools are still learning, that Jesse Smollett was a victim of a hate crime, that men are toxic, that there is an infinite number of genders, that COVID couldn't have come from a lab until maybe it did, that closing borders is racist until maybe it isn't, that you shouldn't take Trump's vaccine, that you must take the vaccine developed during the Trump administration, that Andrew Cuomo is a great leader, that Andrew Cuomo is a granny killer, that the number of COVID deaths is one thing and then another, are the same people telling you now that the vaccine is safe, that you must take it, and that if you don't, you will be a second-class citizen. Understand vaccine hesitancy now? I thought that was just a really good way of summarizing why 
a lot of people in this world, maybe people in red states more than in other states, maybe maybe conservatives more than others, but but it's not just limited to red states and not just limited to conservatives because you see a lot of liberals today seeing the same problem. And whether you apply it to vaccine hesitancy or some other thing, uh, I think we see why people are starting to question experts, or at least a lot of people. Now, as we know, a lot of people are just continuing to bow to the experts and do whatever it is they say. You know, for instance, one liberal who isn't doing that anymore is a guy named Glenn Greenwald. And he has really done some great investigative journalism into just the – particularly the cancel culture and just how everything that the left is doing really isn't what the left has been about for a long time. And he's gotten shunned by this and you know he's gone over to Substack with a lot of other uh, more liberal authors and, and he really writes good stuff. Now, Glenwald's a liberal. He's gay. I disagree with him on a lot of things. But he has clarity about what is going on in society, but a lot of people in society just don't. You got your Don Lemons and you got your Cuomos and and all these people who just can't get out of it. But it's not just those folks either, right? It's it's conservative or so people who call themselves conservative Republicans. We see this in Texas. Why, for instance, is an agency headed up by a conservative Republican governor by his appointees putting this kind of stuff about LGBTQ and family disruption on a state website. I mean, that kind of thing is happening here. And and I think the answer really gets back down to this just inability for folks to see anything else but what these experts are saying to them. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of look at, at why that is in a, in a little bit. But I want to take now to look at another article. This is an article by Ronald Pestrito, and it was on American Greatness, which is a good website, and it's called The Tyranny of Experts, which is also the, the topic of our, um, of our broadcast today. And let me just read a very quick thing by him because he takes this, this term about tyranny of experts and puts it not just on science but on the administrative state. So let's, let's look at this. Or listen to this. The term administrative state has come to have a variety of meanings, but at its core, it points to the situation in contemporary American government created largely, although not entirely, by Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal, whereby a large unelected bureaucracy is empowered with significant governing authority. The fundamental question for many of those making reference to an administrative state is how can it be squared with government by consent? and with the constitutional separation of powers? Well, that's a really good question he asked, and the answer is really pretty simple. It can't be squared, but yet it seems to be the case today. When you go back to the founding of our government here in the United States, we see that the one thing that probably the, the founders were more obsessed on or f- at least focused on than anything else was the corruption in human nature and the problems with centralization of power. 
that was what they complained about, uh, both in the Declaration of Independence about King George and then generally about Parliament, this, this concentrated power. And they worked diligently to set up a government that did not have concentrated power. And they did that in two ways. Everybody, most school kids are familiar with the term separation of state. And you have the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. And they set that up. It's not just because it's very efficient, because it's not very efficient. It's better just to have one person in charge because they can make all the decisions. The purpose of it is because it was inefficient, and it was inefficient because the power to get things done was held in these three different branches, and they had to all work together inefficiently to make anything happen. So that was the horizontal way they chose to break up power. Now, of course, there was also the vertical way, which most of us have heard about, and that's called federalism. Federalism is a concept that you have the the federal government up here, but you have these states out there that are allowed to do most things on their own, right? So, and we all know about the 10th Amendment that says roughly those things that are not, those powers that are not specifically given to the federal government, the, the, the Constitution is a document of enumerated powers. So, those things that are not specifically given to the federal government are withheld and given to either the states or the people. And and that's a system of federalism. So if California wants to do things one way, they can. If Texas wants to do things another way, they can. And that system was set up to protect, again, concentration of power. But we all know what has happened to federalism, and we also know what's happened to to the separation of the branches of government. It's all coming together, right? So, for instance... You know, one of the classic examples of this government just stepping in and the federal government just stepping in, and it's really in the news these days, is Roe versus Wade and basically the power to kill babies. The federal – the U.S. Constitution didn't say that you couldn't kill babies, but it didn't give the U.S. government – the ability to do anything about it. That was up to the states to decide. Now, at the time, I don't think any of the people around ever foresaw a time where you could actually have legal abortions. But at least they set up a framework that California could go kill their babies, Californians could go kill their babies, and Texans could protect the lives of their babies. But then the Supreme Court came in and said, no, you can't do that. And, and, and that Supreme Court decision, Roe versus Wade, violated both the types of separation of powers because it didn't say that anywhere in the Constitution. In the federal government, Congress didn't pass a law. You, the president of the United States didn't say anything about it. The court just took it upon themselves to make up a new law, which they can't do. So that was the separation of powers they violated. And, of course, they also violated – the, the Federalist principle of our Constitution. So in one fell swoop, Roe versus Wade broke down the separation of powers and brings tyranny. And that's what we have is that I think 67 million children have been killed because of this tyranny of Roe v. Wade and the, the, the breakdown of the federal government. And so th- that kind of gets us to this. The, the final point I'd like to make here is that why is society doing this? 
why are they so beholden to experts these days? And let me just read a very short quote from a guy named David Berlinski, and he wrote this um, really excellent book, and I'd highly recommend it if you can. It's called The Devil's Delusion. And the great thing about Berlinski is he's an agnostic Jew. He's not sure if God exists or not, but he has the common sense to see reality, whereas a bunch of um, unbelievers don't these days. And so anyway, Berlinski writes, there remains the obvious question, by what standards might we determine that faith in science is reasonable, but that faith in God is not? That's a great quote, and particularly a great quote from an atheist or an agnostic. And I think what that points us to is that this faith in science, and, and you see it you know, in all those signs in people's front yards about Black Lives Matters and science is, oh, I can't remember what it says, but you know, we got to believe science is basically what it says. Really what's going on here, the culture is in a war against God. And it's because they don't have faith in God, they have to have faith in something, so they put it in science, or they put it in themselves, probably. And so their, their faith in science is limited to really how it suits themselves. And it's part of this raging nations that we hear about in Psalm 2, that the nations are raging against God, and they're waging war against God and Christ is basically what Psalm 2 tells us. And that's what's going on in the world today. And so, again, the culture is putting their faith in science and in the administrative state. Again, these experts out there who tell us what to do, we listen to them Well, until we don't because they don't have belief or faith in God. And so how, how do we stop this? How do we stop this just almost worship of experts in our culture? Well, the only way to do that is by worshiping God and preaching the gospel. We can do a lot of other things. You know, I worked at a think tank for a long time. Texas Scorecard is doing a lot of good things. And a lot of the things that are coming out of Texas Scorecard and my old places of work, TPPF, those were a lot of that was based on biblical principles. But it's not preaching the gospel. And so if we're going to change the world and recapture it to get rid of this faith and all these crazy things and, and belief that you know people have multiple genders and whatever they were assigned at birth can be changed and that you know divorce is you know we just no fault divorce doesn't really matter all these kinds of things and, and a lot more that it starts in our worship in our churches we need to worship God and we need to preach the gospel in our churches and we need to take it out of our churches uh, to people out in the world. And so that's a way we're going to change the world. And I just suggest that we should be praying that God would enable us to do this. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Liberty Cafe. It's been great to have you here and look forward to having you back again. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate this show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.